watch us roll and crown. Amen. Amen. Lord, please reserve a mansion, a robe, and a crown. Sometimes you might have to say it with a little tear in your eye. Because you want to go to heaven so bad. You want to go to heaven to be with the God who's been so good to you down here. You want to go to heaven to be with the God that says that up there is not going to be down like down here. Down here I had to stretch you. I had to mow you. I had to make you. But up there, up there, everything is hallelujah. There's no sickness. There's no sorrow. There's no crying. There's no dying up in heaven. There's no bill collapse. There's no medication. You ain't got to paint your nails, paint your hair, and all this. Oh, that's gone. Everything is all right up in glory. And it's so good to know that we will be with Jesus to say hallelujah. All the days of our lives, we'll be saying praise the Lord. In fact, they tell me, the Bible tells me that the Holy Spirit said that that God got angels that that are around his throne 24-7. And all all they say is holy, holy, holy to the Lamb that was slain. And let you know that God wants to praise Got his own little group that all they say, angels, holy is God. God wants us to know that he's a holy God, that he's a righteous God. And I think he does that lest we forget who he is. He's God and he's worthy of praise and he's worthy, worthy of glory. Is that all right? They said on yesterday, last night. Last night, the loving modesty banquet, I tell you what, I, at the end, around 10 o'clock, around, let's say, 9.30, when I went to get out of here, and, uh, I had to get like, like a maze. There were so many cars. I had to turn left, had to turn right, to go around, come just to get out the parking lot. Because everybody had came together because, they, because fellowship is important to the kingdom. That's why God in Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verse number of, 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 of 11, probably through 16, one of the things he said that he wanted to edify one another, to build up one another, because we're in this thing together. We're fighting the same fight. We're trying to lay hold on eternal life. So it's so good that our young adult is not. together singing and, and, and magnifying God and just seeing one another and seeing the family oh they came from very far to be here from DC and from other and other places they just the fellowship one with another and again we are just so glad for fellowship we're so glad for edification um uh, so good to be in Seattle Washington uh went out there great time out and, 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 and it, it was just wonderful. And when we got finished out there, it was so good to come back. And, and I, I went out there on the train for three days. It was beautiful. I love it. It's like going up in the mountains. Well, you're in the mountains. Going up in the mountains is almost like taking the, 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 the train car you in. It's like a big tent. 
and looking at the black bears and looking at the trees and looking at the deer and all the other animals I can't name that's out there and saying, Lord, I'm glad I'm in here. And you're just driving through, and you're looking at some places you see all sun, and some places you see all snow, and and, and, and really, are the whole trip the snow anywhere? Ready to get out of there, and and this is good. Coming back, I want to go home. <laughs> We just jumped aboard the airplane and go. Christ, who does all things well. Is that all right? Now, now, I hope after all the excitement over the weekend, I know you're tired because it's been a long weekend, but I, I still hope you got enough juice in you to praise God. I hope you got enough strength in you to magnify his name. I hope because you still know that he is the one that woke you up this morning. He the one that gave you the job that you got. He the one that gave you the shelter that you have. He the one that gave you use of your limbs. He the one keeping your clothes in your right mind. So the one who has blessed you, I hope you've come to bless him back. By glorifying and magnifying him and listening to his word and then applying his word to your life. Is that all right? Amen. When you look at the scripture text that were very ably read into our hearing, and before I do that, I want to thank all of the young adults who were worked behind the scene to make all of this possible. Is that all right? Really want to thank them. And all thing that's showing is, is that um, as Brother Frazier leads that group, that's his ministry, and he's always there working with them and just making sure things go right. And we thank God for everything that they do. But it goes to show you that our job here is to raise up leaders. In God's kingdom. And I believe if you can be a 28-year-old manager on your job, you sure enough can run something in the church. We don't want you when you are 55 and see you all broken. Then you get the world the best strength of your life. And they're out here, you're trying to run ministries and you, you know, trying to run, run ministries. No, no. I, we, want you in, we want you in the strength of your life. So that when folks start retiring, you can start picking it up right there and start moving on and serving the most high God. So one day after it's all over on Judgment Day, he can, you can hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. Come into the joy of the Lord. Open up your Bibles to Matthew's chapter number 26. And want to read that was so ably read into our hearing by Brother Keelan. So uh, Matthew 26, verse 57 and 58. Just want to read it once more for emphasis sake. The Bible says in Matthew 26, 57 and 58. It says, and they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away. To Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him, that's Jesus, afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. I want you to know that as we all work together in the kingdom of God and for the ministry of God that while we are working for God the devil is going to be trying to work on us 
Because he's going to try to weaken our, our resolve, weaken our, our, our commitment, weaken our tenacity to go and try to be the best God would have us to be. That's why yesterday I was so happy because I saw what the young adults were doing out here, but I saw that there was a group of sisters that were supporting them in the kitchen and just not out here, but back there working and supporting them. And not because nobody made them, because they love one another and they just want to make sure all the ministries are supported to the best of our ability. And I like that to see people who's not directly involved, but behind the scene are fighting the good fight. Behind the scene of being good in their support and being good in their aid and being good and trying to just help everything to be all God would have it to be in the kingdom. And, and to see that, that does my heart good. So good to see folk running down to the radio program and, and, and getting on the air. And, and, and even though they still got a life to live, they cutting some time out of their life to take care of that ministry. So good to see folk even in, in the building and you're working on the, the retention and, and disciple program because you, you got to get that done. You're working with the youth. You got to get that done. You work in the table. You got to get that done. I'm telling you that God needs all of that and more. Amen. And the reason God needs that is because God said we are his body. And we are the body of Christ. So it takes every one of us, even if it's just you do behind and nobody knows you do it but you. God got your name. Amen. And he got a blessing okay. with your name on it. Because that's just how God is. God, I, I just come to believe that God, I think he look at the small stuff even bigger than the big stuff. I think he, God is just a God who understands the, what, what reward he's going to give us and how he's going to give us that reward. But I want to let you know that while you are laboring and while you are doing God's will and working God's way, the devil is going to be fighting you on the other side. And you're going to have to have the ability and you're going to have to have the same tenacity that is going to be taking place in our text on the day, which is to be able to fight on. And if you don't like that title, my other title is how to get up when life keep knocking you down. How to get up when life just keep knocking you down. First of all, first thing we got to understand is, is that we as Christians are Christian soldiers. And the Christian walk designed to be a fight. We don't like fights, but it's designed. But why is it designed to be a fight? I better show you in the Bible. I better show you in the Bible. Let's go to James chapter 1. Got to show you in the Bible. In James chapter number 1, what you're going to see here is that the Bible says, James 1 and 1, James the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Now, the tribes don't want to be scattered, and they're not scattered by choice. They're just scattered because stuff is happening in that time that is causing them to have to be on the run all the time, to have to be vigilant all the time, to have to be ready all the time. So they're just scattered abroad. And sometimes when you're fighting in this life and you're fighting against the enemy, it can become draining. It can become taxing. It can become you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. But if you look at the big picture, if you can just see that we've been made endure for a night, but joy show enough come in a moment, it'll make your fight worth fighting for. The fight against the 
swing and fight. He's he's not. He don't want to get hit, beat down, uh, eye busted up, lip busted up, ribs busted up. He he don't want to go through that. But he knows if he wants the prize, if he wants the championship, then it takes going through some stuff to get it. If you want heaven, it takes going through some stuff to get there. It's not always going to be a sunny day. It's not always going to be perfect. And that's why we need each other in the fight. Because you need somebody to hold up your head when life knock you down. He said here to the tribes that are scattered abroad, he says, greetings, my brethren. He said, count it all joy. I know when they first read this letter, when they started joy, they were like, joy? Count it all joy when you fall into various tests, various trials, various temptations, various struggle. Why, James? Because I want you to know there's a big picture. Life is made by God since the fall of Adam and Eve. It is designed to knock us down so we can get up stronger. Knock us down. We should get up stronger. Knock us down three times. We ain't now. We just get up stronger. Because if you don't get knocked down and learn to get up stronger, there's some stuff you and I aren't going to be able to take when it comes. There's some stuff that God hardens us so we can get ready for. So when it happens in our life, it won't destroy you. It won't mess you up. You ain't going on a building because you just lost your 401k in the stock market. So God said, I thought through some life issues and no life's just like that life just like that life just like that if I just teach them that when they get knocked down to get up when the heavy stuff come and it's gonna hurt a little bit but they'll be able to get up and do God's will and work God's way then he said count all joy becomes a various temptation why James he said knowing this because he's basically what that means is because I want you to know this that the testing, the trying, I know you don't want to go through. I don't want to go through nothing either. But Lord, if I got it, if I'm going to be stronger because of it, bring it on. The testing, trying of your faith is developing patience. It worketh. Everybody see the ETH? It keeps on working. And let me give you a hint too. There's sometimes... There's trials and tests that God got to bring to strengthen us. But be fair and honest, there's some stuff we bring on. That we want to blame God. Lord, I'm going through this. Lord, you know that devil on me. I'm about to get set out. When you ain't paid the bill. This 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 ain't a divine test. You're putting yourself in what is called a man made test. As you go through that main man-made test, maybe just like divine tests are meant when they knock us down for the us to get up. When you go through the man-made test and they knock you down, still get up and don't do it again. Next time somebody say, let's go down to casino live, you ain't going down there. Because you realize and you understand that I can't be over. Get it, I gotta watch my m- the money is funny enough as it is. Right. It ain't enough of it as it is for many of us. 
So we got to learn to be smart with it, to be wise with it. You don't need all the cable shows. You don't need every channel. Reruns the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. Cable company get rich, Verizon, London, Comcast, they have a good time. Because they say, oh, this, is, this is good. I can keep showing the same thing all day. And they're going to pay me for it. And they actually going to pay me for that. And I can tell them they got 300 channels, but if I play, I pick out like 20 things I'll just play all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yo, they really got 20 channels, but they paid me for 300. Oh, I'm like, that, 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 that ain't a bad deal at all. And we, and, and we fall for it. Man made trials. Man made stuff that knock you down. Okay, well, when that knock you down, get up and learn from it. He says here, knowing this, that the testing of your faith work is patience, but let patience have her complete work. That means sometimes when life knock you down, before you get up, think. Think, how do you feel about being knocked down? Do you like it down there? Is the mud warm? Is the concrete do you like it down? Do you like people walking over you? Do you like people walking past you looking at you? Well, if you dislike all those things, then therefore when God tests you, fine, but minimize your man-made stuff. Amen. Amen. Be smart. And then when you, whether it's God or whether it's born by yourself, when you get down there, think about it because I believe that if it hurts enough, you won't do it again. You remind me of this dog. This dog on the porch with this guy in a rocking chair. And this dog was down there. And this guy came up, was talking to the guy. The dog Old dog, he just laying there. He said, sir, what's wrong with the dog? He said, oh, he just laying on the nail. I said, he laying on the He said, every time he kind of move, it sticks him. I said, well, won't he, won't, won't he get up from it? He said, well, I guess it don't stick him bad enough. He said, don't worry. Once, 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 he's just right. And he'll get up and he'll shake, stand up for, for a little while, but then he'll lay right back down. I guess he forgot about the nail. See, life is like that. Many times we'll stay in something that's causing us pain. But until it causes us enough pain, we won't move. But when it causes you enough pain, and sometimes that's what God knows. God knows human beings are funny. They can take a little bit. So sometimes he just got to slap you and slap you until it's enough discomfort that you get up and do something different. That's why the Bible says that, that, that the trial of thy faith worketh patience, but let patience have her complete work. It says here, her perfect work, that you may be perfect and mature. Your version say entire, mature 
and wanting, that means spirit, lacking nothing. God said, I'm trying to make it with everybody in this room. We're all of us trying to make it so we can walk around, heads held high. When life stuff come, we still all right. When stuff happens, it just happens to us. We're not going to let it kill us. We're not going to let it destroy us. We're not going to let it uh, just smash us. But we're going to get up. And God's trying to make it so we as Christians will learn how to enjoy ourselves. In our Christianity. Folks yesterday, at least for two hours, were enjoying themselves. Amen. In their Christianity. Amen. In their walk, at least for two hours, they got it. That this is that. I ain't gonna think about the bills. I ain't gonna think about the rent. I ain't gonna think about the car. I ain't gonna think about all. I'm just gonna be here and try to enjoy myself. Well, God wants that mindset for a lifetime. And you can have it for a lifetime. It's all about perspective. Some of you say, "Brother, see, I still won't see how you ride that train all the way to Seattle." It's perspective. Perspective. Don't bother me. You bother y'all more than bother me. <laughs> right. You can get there so fast. some places I don't want to get fast. Amen. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. Some places I don't want to get. I don't want to get fast. And, 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 see, it's, it's, it's like the airplane. I don't like the airplane. But sometimes I gotta get on that thing because some things demand that. Something happened to Ian here in San Diego. Sister Bethany, I'm getting on that airplane. Let me go and see our son. Some things just demand that. I was so weak over the weekend. I wasn't there touching no train. I wanted to get home. Got on that plane, put my laptop up, watch Gunsmoke all the way home. Marshall Dillon was doing the thing. That's all I'm saying. Your life can be You can win this battle. You can win this fight. You can fight all. But it's all about perspective. Look at this thing right. It's not about everything you want. It's what's good for you. Listen. Somebody said, well, Brother Phil, well, who decides what's good for me? God does. Because he made you. He created you. Go with me back over to our text in Matthew. Let me show you God work. At this particular time, Jesus, who is the son of God, therefore God, he's omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, everywhere at the same time. He's eternal. No beginning, no end. That's Jesus. So he knows everything. And he knew that there would come a day where he would find himself in this situation right here that he finds himself in. But he knows that he already asked the father if it's thy will take it from me. So the father didn't take it from him. So he knew he got to go through it. So he just got to get his mind right. So he can go through it. So the Bible says here in Matthew 26 and 57. Click on what it say. And they that had laid hold on Jesus, uh-huh. led him away to Caiaphas, uh-huh. the high priest, uh-huh. where the scribes and the elders were assembled. Right there. They came. They, he knew he was coming. He knew time to fight. Time to push through this thing. When I get knocked down, I'm getting up. I'm not going to let them take me out of who I am. I am the Christ. So they come and get him. 
they march him up to Caiaphas' house. Now he could have been saying, wait a minute. The Jewish law and the Pentateuch says they can't be assembled outside the Sanhedrin at Caiaphas' house because court's supposed to be held in a specific place. And then he could have been saying, and why are they coming and getting me at night? The law says it has to be in the daytime. I mean, there was laws about this stuff. But he just realized that when the devil is on you, the devil don't care what time it is. The devil don't care what inconvenience it causes you. The devil don't care what happens to you. The devil just start working on you. So he comes and gets Jesus. And the Bible says there, they take him to, 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 to the scribes and to the judges and elders when they were assembled. And then it says, Peter now got to go through his test. You remember Peter? Lord, I'll go with you to prison. I'll go with you to death. Lord, I am wherever you go, I will, I'm your man. You can count on me. See, Jesus had went out and prayed and got himself ready. The way I read it three times. I ain't read nowhere with Peter. Went and got himself ready. Because a lot of time when the fight comes, the fight usually want to hit you in your weakest moment. The fight want to get you in. So you got to always stay ready. Well, brother, how do you always stay ready? It's perspective. Keep your mind knowing that God is on your side and no matter what happens, it's, it might be pressure. I know, I know sometimes uh, you may think I'm dreaming because you say, brother, there things happen. It's tough and it's life. God knows that. I know that. I'm here too. But the main thing the Bible teaches is that Jesus in this text and Peter in this text, ready or not, here they come. The Bible said, but Peter... Follow him afar off. Now, why is he afar off when he said, I'm, I'm going to die with you? Well, he's afar off because he just got knocked down. And he's staying down. He's in a bad place. And Peter don't want to be in that bad place. Let me help y'all out with this. But listen, when you get knocked down and out of your spiritual uh, 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 mindset, your spiritual zone, you vulnerable. Oh, you you it only t don't take that much now for the devil to bring just the right stimulus to get you acting crazy. And then once you get crazy, craziness begets craziness. And before you know it, you way over here when you should have been over here in a good place, but you allowed something in life to knock you down. That's why I say, and that's why the text says, fight on when you get knocked down. Get up. Watch the text. The text says right here. It says, now Peter followed him afar off unto uh, 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 the, high, the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants. Why? To see the end. Where did that come from? See the end of what? Okay. This ain't the end. Okay. Oh, y'all thinking it's the end too. Okay. No, wait a minute. Let me help y'all out. No. This is the beginning. This is what we as saints need. We need this to happen. That we might have redemption. That we might be saved. That we might be born. This, this ain't the end. This 
but it, it depends upon perspective. Uh -huh. mm. You lose your job and you think it's the end. <laughs> Not knowing in order to get a better job, Amen. you might have to leave this job. Yeah. Okay. I've left the job and I left my own will, but when I left the job, I didn't know it, but God knew it, but my perspective was right. right. Got a better job. And I would have never gotten this better job with that much more money and bonuses and all this stuff unless I moved from this job. And maybe God knew I wasn't going to move from this job until he took it from me. Sometimes you ain't going to move until God comes to Sometimes us, we, as here, we don't want to be stretched. We don't want to move out of our comfort zone until God move us out of our comfort zone. And then when he moves out your comfort zone, then we got this mindset, I don't want to stay uncomfortable long. Sometimes you need to stay uncomfortable a little while in order to be what God will have you to be. Watch the text. Watch the text. Watch the text. Then the text says, hey, he, he went to see the end. 59. Now the chief priests and elders and all the councils, they did what? Sought false witness. Now he had not more than Jesus. Sometimes you're going to be in some stuff that, hey, you ain't do nothing. You innocent. You, you ain't do nothing. You, you, it ain't your fault. But guess what? It's called life. And we got to learn to be able to go through life strong and fight on whether or not we innocent or not sometimes. Because let truth be told, and, 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 and let's be honest, there are some things that we might be innocent of today, but you know you got to some stuff Amen. in the past. Right. You know right. there was some time you shouldn't have got away. Right. 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 And God got you away. Yeah. And we so funny because we do all this getting away with stuff, and then we get caught. It's like, oh my world! Oh, I'm done! But they found out there was a bill that was unpaid there for a good piece of change. All of a sudden, it's on the bill, and not only is it on the bill, what's on the bill is my name, where I live at now, and the address where I used to live, and I couldn't remember that address. Well, then it came back. Oh, that. Now, I could have went like some, some other folk. How could they do this? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this old bill. I ain't paid it. No. No. You got caught this time. You didn't get away with this one. Take your medicine like a big boy. Take your medicine like a big girl. It's, gonna be, it's not going to destroy. Yes, you're going to be uncomfortable because now you can't go on a cruise. Thank God you had some extra cruise money that you can get there. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm just trying to say, when fight, fight through stuff. And stop letting stuff knock you down. What time is it? I'm almost done. Watch this. So, 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 now it says here, they going looking for false witnesses. Now, it says here, now the chief priests and elders and all the council sought 
or look for false witness against Jesus to put him to death. Verse 60. How many they find? They found none. See, when, see, when you walk right and you just live right, see, see, some of us make it easy on the devil to, to put us through stuff. Oh, we make it easy on life, put us and the reason we make it easy on life because we got some undealt with stuff. That we got to learn how to fight through it. We got to learn how to take it. We got to learn how to just deal with some stuff. And just go through it like it's going to be all right. Just deal with some stuff. Here, Jesus lived a life so good until they couldn't find nothing on him. Because the law back then was it had to be two or three witnesses and your witness got to agree. You shall not, the law was, you shall not be put to death on the testimony of one witness. All right, all right. That's the law. Got to be at least two witnesses. So they went out and they tried to find some false witnesses. And then the text says here, but they found none. It said, yea, though, many false witnesses came, and yet found they none. Many, there's a lot of, see, and you may say, well, what was that all about? See, when, when you're not walking with God, uh -huh. then the devil know you got a price that can be bought. That's right. Amen. 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 Oh, Amen. <laughs> when you're not walking with God, you got a price. Right. Let me make it real. Let me make it real. Some of you might not play the mega million, because it's only a million dollars. Some of you, when it gets 10 million, you say, I'm a Christian. I ain't playing that. That's what I, I trust to the Lord with all my heart. Then all of a sudden, it gets up to 100 million, and you're like, well, I shouldn't be playing no lot. I don't do that. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Then it get up to 400 million. And then you're thinking, then you're thinking, huh? then you're thinking, they bothered me on the job about splitting a ticket with them. Yeah. Uh -huh. and, am I really playing the lottery if I'm splitting the ticket? I mean, I ain't buying the ticket. I just gave my dollar. And whatever they do with it, they do with it as long as they split with me if they hit. Then it gets up to 600 million. Then it's. I heard you say that's right. I got too much money to split. I'm gonna buy my own ticket. I'm gonna buy my own. In fact, Claiborne, I'm gonna buy 30 tickets. I got 30 extra dollars. What happened to? I'm a strong Christian. See, that's how you can tell where you are in your walk. You can tell where you are in your walk by the tools the devil has to use for you to get you to get out of your Christianity. It should take a lot to get you out of your walk. It shouldn't be. It should. It shouldn't be. It should. Somebody. Somebody said, "Sick my brother with the whole six hundred million dollars." Let me ask you this question: How much would it take for you to give your son up to bandits? What's your price? Mm. How much do a bandit have to offer you for you to give your baby boy to mm. How much do he have to offer you? Mm. Mm. How much would cost you your child? They want to take your child, they want to kill your child. How much? What's the price? Mm. That's right. Make it See, because what happens is that if you 
is $600 million, then that was just the number that really moved you to action. It was a little cheaper than that if they had known. Because, listen, because once we find a price, now it's just a matter of negotiation. Now it's just a matter of negotiation. So watch this. They ain't find nobody. But I like the text. Because the text says, at last, it's the end of verse 16, the end part of it, at last there came two false witnesses. Two of them. And they said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. Both of them said it. Now, how do we know that ain't true? Because the, because the words before, the sentence before said, they two what? False witnesses. That means even though their story are agreeing, it's still false. They're taking his words out of context. That's it. That's it. He did not say he was going to destroy the temple. He said destroy this temple. And it shall be rose in faith. He didn't say he was going to do it. But they said he said he was going to destroy the temple. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, see, what, what happens? They say he said I am able to destroy the temple. They're lying. But guess what? When folk lie on you. Get up. When folk push you around, get up. When folk make you mad without a cause, don't fight back. When they make you mad with a cause, don't fight back. Stop using the excuse, I ain't there yet. They better not do that to me because I ain't there yet. They better not do that to me because I ain't there yet. Well, if God said get there, you got to get there. You've been in Christ 20 years, you still ain't there yet. <laughs> We got to get there. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Jesus is there. And you know what? If this was you and Jesus' shoes standing right here, what did you think about all this? This circus. No, you ain't do listening to me. Hold you off and got you in here and bring these false witnesses around you. And you know these folk lying on you. You know these folk talking about you. And then after they finally find two lying witnesses, verse 62 says, and a high priest arose and said unto him, Answerest thou nothing? Meaning you ain't got nothing to say. Listen, what is, a, a, what is it which these witness, witness against thee? What is it that these are talking? What, Jesus, what do you think about what they're saying? Oh, I love Jesus' perspective. Jesus basically saying, I'm not even dignified that what I answer. And y'all know what's going on around here. Y'all know what all this stuff is about. Lord, won't you give us your children here today that same mindset with stuff happening in our life. That we can know that what's going on. We can know that we didn't bring this on ourselves and we're innocent and that, that this is a divine test coming from glory. And if we brought it on ourselves, have a tool that's man up and woman up and say, I caused this. I got to deal with this. I may not like it, but it is what it is. But I'm going to keep my head up high. I'm going to walk in my faith. I'm going to love God. I'm going to trust God. And whatever just happened, I'm doing it with God. That's what God wants. Jesus said, I'm not dignifying this foolishness. With an answer. 
And then it says in verse 63, Claiborne, what it says? But Jesus held his feet. I ain't saying nothing. I ain't got nothing to say. See, sometimes we try to fight. <laughs> worst thing, I'm almost, I'm almost, worst thing you can do is fight against somebody who, you know they're lying on you. And the worst thing you can do, a fool, is fight a fool. was better off not making him say who he was. Because okay. for as long as he didn't say who he was, he could have been doing this ignorantly. Okay. He could have been saying, I did not know who you, you never told me who you were. Right. So when I did all this stuff, I did not know who you were. But when you force it out of him, in it, verse 64. First he said, Jesus, he said, I enjoy you. Whether thee be the living God, that thou tell us whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. 64. Jesus answered to him, Thou hast said. Now, you see, some of us, because we are lingo ringles, we look at that and say, Well, he didn't say who he Yes, he did. That is an affirmation. He, what he just said, you said it. He just said, you said it. That is an effort. Well, but he didn't say yes. He didn't, no, 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 he didn't have to. Listen, let's see how they took it. He had to say yes. He said, thou hast said it. Nevertheless, then he went on and said, I say unto you, hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of the power and coming in the clouds of heaven. That's right. Frazier, why did he say some more? Why did he just say, you said it? What? I think Jesus said, I'm tired of this. Yeah, yeah, right. I, 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 I can see he says, you know what? You said it. Now, let me tell you this. Yeah, that's right. Not only am I the son of God, yeah, but you're going to see. see. You're going to see me coming. Right. Back in my, right now, I'm under your power. But one day, yeah. when I come back, all oh, y'all. That's right. Oh my. One day, I'm done. I'm done. One day, he's coming back. And if we did not learn to fall down and get up and fall down and get up and fight back, and if you got a kick, if you got a scratch, if you got a uh, whatever you got, if you got a slap, whatever you got to do, we got to learn to fight the good fight. We got to learn to not let life knock us down. And we got to learn not to be disappointed when God takes this time about doing stuff in your life. I read somewhere in the word of God where it said, and they that wait 
upon the Lord. Right. He shall renew. Y'all again. He said, they that wait upon the Lord. God said, God shall what? Renew. You ain't going to lose. He's going to give you. Let me hit relationships. It's better to have a good man at 50 than a bum at 29. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, brothers, it is better to have a woman that's going to love and respect and honor you and you just wait when you're 50 and having somebody that's going to fight you tooth and nail Amen. when you're 29. Amen. <laughs> See, because sometimes when it comes we got to make sure that we are ready and got the right perspective, even for relationships. Relationships are a mess now. The perspectives are wrong. The perspective has to be about God first. And then about husband loving a wife and wife loving a husband. And you'll learn how to do that when you first learn how to love God. Until we, I'm including me and Brenda, until we learn how to love God, I ain't know how to love God. I did not, me, I ain't talking about y'all, y'all wise, y'all geniuses, I wasn't. I ain't know how to love her until I learn how to love God. What do you mean? Because every time she says something I didn't like, I would buck. Mm. What you got? Only one pin ran that pants around here, and I got them on. <laughs> and then later on, later on, somebody taught me, some senior gentleman told me, son, you don't have to fight. About everything. Amen. I said, yeah, but I'm the, I'm the head of the house. I'm the man. I'm the man. He said, son, whenever you got to say that, usually you are not. Whenever the woman got to say to the man, you may be the head, but I'm the neck. You. I'm just trying to help somebody out. I'm just trying to let you know, wait on God. Wait on God. So you don't have to make all these declarations about who you are and who do this, how much money you make, and I don't do this and all that. But I'm gonna do, I don't do, I don't cook only on I cook Monday or Wednesday, Thursday, but I don't cook on Fridays and Saturdays and all your so we have to say all that stuff. You can just get the right perspective, love God with a pure heart, and God can teach you how to love each other. But until we learn how to love God, we're gonna learn how to love each other. Fight back. You can get knocked down, get up, and stand for the Most High God. Now, if you're out there this morning,
and you're subject to the Savior's invitation. And somebody might be up there saying, but brother, I don't understand. I, I, I'm trying to do the best I can. Well, you got to understand that James still says, count it all joy. When you're going through some stuff, put a smile on your face. Don't be looking all broken down. When you wake up in the morning, wash your face. Get yourself looking good. That's right. And go on and live for the Lord. And God said he will renew your faith. He said you shall rise up. That's those that wait on the Lord. Now go rise up with wings like an eagle. He said you're going to run and not get tired. And you're going to walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. But that's only for those who are patient in the fight and learn to wait on Jesus. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation and you want to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can get in the fight that you might have eternal life. Hear God's word. Believe God's word. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Christ and come and get yourself baptized in the Christ for the remission of your sins. And next year when I take that train ride, I don't want to hear no stuff. I'm going up in the mountains. But prayerfully and Lord willing, I'll be back home. Amen. Amen. Let us stand at this time. Let us stand at this time and say praises to our God. Come and obey the gospel. Come and obey the gospel. Come and obey the gospel. Surrender all to him. Lord, I'm going to fight the good fight. Lord, I love you. Salvation is as easy as A, B, C. A, he that believeth. B, and is baptized. C, shall be saved. I know life can bring us some stuff that can cause us to worry and cause us to have anxiety. And, and that's just life. But all I'm saying is, okay, the Bible tells us, be anxious for nothing. And that was a natural, inst a natural instinct to fight, to, to when anxiety come, kind of mess you up. But I want you to learn, I want us to learn to trust in God, to yeah. fight that feeling, trust in God with all. Don't let it, listen, listen, because uh, and you act to wonder, God, why do you say be anxious for nothing? God said because when you're when you anxious, it situation. you're just causing now a physiological effect. High blood pressure. Your diabetes start acting up. You get headaches. Stomach start hurting. Sleeping all the time. Losing weight. Getting bumps all over your face. Hair falling out. <laughs> I'm trying to help the God said, listen, calm down. If I'm your God, do you believe I got this? If I'm your God, do you really believe I can handle this? If I got this, do you really believe that all things do work together for good to those who love me? And I'm According to my purpose, don't you believe I know what's going on with you? I know every hair on your head, I know everything in your life. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That's That's why he says be anxious for nothing. He wants the best. I know some of us can be anxious anyway, but maybe those who listen to God's word can tell those who will be anxious. Just don't do it. You're not gonna get anything out of that. If you're out there, it begins with prayer. Begins with you obeying the gospel. Won't you come right now? Won't you come be saved? Won't you come be born again? It's easy. It's easy. Jesus says that we got to be born again by the water and the spirit. Won't you come right now and give God your heart and let us baptize you into Christ. Come right now as we sing another stanza. Oh, 
to Jesus. Oh, Christian, fight on. God bless you.